Hey, y'all. Real quick before I hit play on this episode of Familypreneur for you, I want to be sure that you know that I have a brand new podcast available for you to check out. It's called Just Marketing, and you can find it on this podcast platform. Go ahead and search for Just Marketing and hit subscribe so you don't miss anything. Then come back here and listen to this episode of Familypreneur. It'll still be here waiting for you. Welcome to Familypreneur, the podcast for parent entrepreneurs, raising kidpreneurs. It's time for your weekly dose of inspiration and actionable tips to build your business and find better balance, all while strengthening your family. And now we'd like to introduce your host. She's my mom and the bomb.com, Meg Brunson. Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Familypreneur podcast. Today's guest has worked extensively with families and individuals to help them better understand themselves and their children using the Myers-Briggs personality type model. She is MBTI and MMTIC certified and the owner and founder of Family Personalities, a company with the goal of helping families raise their children using personality type. Join me in welcoming Sandra Etherington. Hey, Sandra, thank you so much for joining me today. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy to be here and sort of in your RV. Right? (laughs) I feel like I'm in there with you. In a tight little space. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't personally take the Myers-Briggs assessment until I was an adult. I think I was already in the workforce. um, But now as an entrepreneur, I see people talking about it a lot. They're taking Mm -hmm. to it. They're taking the assessment and then referring to their own personality types, or they are using it as a tool when when bringing on team members. So Mm. I'd love to start with a a review, I guess, of how the personality type influences us as entrepreneurs. Yeah. So yeah, I mostly work with the Myers-Briggs personality type, and it, for people who are not familiar just based on the name, it's the one that is denoted by four letters. So for example, my personality type is INFJ and each of the letters is one of a pair. So everyone has, so there's four preference pairs. There's introversion versus extroversion and you have a preference for one or the other. There's sensing versus intuition. You have a preference for one of those. The third one is thinking versus feeling. And the last one is judging versus perceiving. And whichever of whichever your preferences are, those are your four letters. And it's a little more complicated than that when you really get into it. There's the cognitive functions. There's all sorts of really interesting deep layers to it. But that's the basics. And it influences us in every area of our life. But as entrepreneurs, for one, it can really help define what direction you want to take. So if people are just starting out and they say, you know, I want to work for myself. I I don't want to be, I don't want to have a boss anymore, but I don't know what I'm passionate about. Understanding yourself more deeply is one way to find a passion. If you're already um, on your way, you've got your business up and running, or you're really struggling and trying to find it, it can really help you understand one, how you work best. So for example, we're talking about the the four preference pairs and the one that people find they understand the most without needing any instruction is uh, introversion versus extroversion, right? We've all heard of that. And we think of the preference pairs kind of like handedness. So are you right-handed or left-handed, Meg? Right-handed. Right-handed. So um, 
you can use your left hand too, though, right? I mean, I could. <laughs> we have to use both our hands all day, right? But oh, sure. Right one, but if you're writing, say, if you're writing your name, the right one just feels more comfortable. It feels more natural. And then if you had to write your name with your left hand, what would it look like? Chicken scratch. <laughs> yeah. So I, we think of the preference pairs the same way. All of us can introvert. All of us can extrovert. We have to all day long. We interact with people. We interact with the world. That's our extroversion. We sit back and we reflect um, and we have quiet time and that's our introversion. And we can all do both, but there's one that just feels more comfortable and safe to us um, that gives us more energy. And that's the one that we prefer. So understanding our preferences, all four of them can really help us understand how we work best. For example, as someone who prefers introversion, I work best uninterrupted in a quiet space. Working with my kids around me just doesn't work. And I tried <laughs> for a while to be in that space and I just couldn't get anything done. Um, and that's just kind of at a basic level. But then when you expand it to the other preference pairs, intuition versus sensing, thinking versus feeling, and so on, you get a really full understanding of how you work best and you can design your workday and your workspace and the people that you work with around that. The assessment, you can just find it online, right? You can find um, versions of Myers-Briggs assessments online for free. I will give a warning, though, that they're not very accurate. You can take it for fun, kind of see what you get. Um, but to really know your type, you need to understand the preference pairs. It's best to talk with someone who understands them also. Um, or, you know, if you're, if you're into researching, you can kind of research it yourself. But I would definitely a war, word of warning that the online free tests are not going to necessarily spit out your type accurately. <laughs> so they're kind of like WebMD. Like they're going to give you an idea, but you still need to see a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> Which makes sense. <laughs> the internet isn't always accurate. Yeah. Well, and it's just hard to put something like a personality type into a forced choice question test because someone, they might ask, for example, if they're trying to figure out introversion, extroversion, oh, would you rather Friday night spend it alone or spend it at a big party with a whole bunch of people? Well, that's really going to depend, right? I would mark that depends. That depends how tired I am. That depends <laughs> what I've done that day that, you know, and so when you're talking with a real person who understands and can kind of sift through those gray areas with you, that can really help you sort it out better than a, a test can. So before we go on, is that something you do? Do you like, would you sit down with me and help me figure it out? I do. That's what I, I do. I do Myers-Briggs um, coaching and, and my sweet spot is working with families and children um, and helping people understand their children and honor them for who they really are and um, help them grow into the best versions of themselves that they can be, as well as understanding parents types so that they can parent better um, so that they can work with their spouse a little better in parenting um, and just having the whole family understand each other better. Um, but I also work with individuals. I've worked with career counseling and or you know, understanding your career focus based on Myers-Briggs and all that. So what made you shift from what I assume is the more traditional career coaching? You know, that's, that's what I've heard of at least. So what made you switch from that, from that safe path to families and children, which I, th I think, you know, from, from my perspective is something less popular. Yeah. So I actually started out with families and children oh. and I was, well, I was introduced to Myers-Briggs in the business setting when I was in the business world because it's used a ton there. Um, but I became sort of personally obsessed with it first. 
once it resonated so deeply with me and I was using it just all over the place to type my, you know, my spouse and my parents and uh, I understand my childhood so much better now. And then I was, you know, typing friends. And then when I had children and I made the choice to stay home with them and I started seeing them grow into their own little beings, I thought, and I just, since I use Myers-Briggs all the time, I thought, gosh, I wonder what their types are going to be. And I was I said, I, there's got to be something out there about kids and type. And so I looked into it. Um, I read a lot about it. And then eventually, um, when I decided to start my business, I thought I, I had gotten so much out of understanding my children's types that I wanted to help other people understand their children's types. And so I went and became certified in something called the Meisner Murphy Type Indicator for Children, which is basically Myers-Briggs for kids. And um, also became certified in the in, from the Myers Briggs company, and uh, I started it from there. So there is a, a separate test for kids. Mm-hmm. There is, and it's it's for use in age seven and up. Um, you have to have a second grade reading level, but also that you need to work with someone. The, 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 even the even the tests that are made by the Myers Briggs company and the Myers Murphy Type Indicator for Children, even those are not. 100% accurate. And so it's really important to also work with someone um, who understands the ins and outs of it. So there's not a way to type a child under seven. Is that correct? Or can you still kind of figure it out by talking to them? <laughs> well, I will tell you that by the time my children were two, I had a good guess as to what their types were. And now that they are, uh, my son will be seven in two weeks and my daughter will be, uh, or my daughter's four and a half. Um, and it's, it's still very, very obvious um, to me what their types are. So when families have children that are younger than seven, we take what I call an educated guess at their type. And we don't, one of the moral things behind Myers-Briggs is you don't want to box people in. So I don't assign people their type. They choose their type. So when I'm working with someone, we go over it and over and over it. And then they choose, this sounds like the best fit for me. This is what I think my preference is. Um, and we, I do the same with children who are seven and older. If they're younger than seven, we take a guess based on observations that their parents have and based through talking with me. And these personality types, I feel like at their nature, they're not going to change much throughout their lives, right? That's right. Your Myers-Briggs personality is static through your whole life. And that doesn't mean that you don't change. Obviously, we all go through incredible growth and we learn to exercise our opposite preferences. For example, you know, if you naturally prefer introversion, you might have been in a setting where you use your extroversion a lot and you might have exercised that and become very good at it. Um, But you're still your natural preference remains for introversion. So it stays static through your life. And I'm curious too, does... Does the test or the, the assessment, does it work for kids of, of all abilities? So we talked about kids under seven. What about kids who may have special needs or developmental delays? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the most important thing is that they have a reading level of second grade or, or older. Okay. Um, and then other than that, we should be able to work on it. So otherwise, if they don't, you could still do that educated guess. Yes. Now, when it comes to parenting, is it is it easier in quotes, because we know how easy parenting is. Is it easier to parent a child who's got the same personality type as you? Oh my gosh, that is a good question. I'm going to say no, because my husband and my son are the same personality type and they butt heads a lot. (laughs) 
Um, but I, it is easier to, easier to understand them maybe and to understand where they're coming from because you can reflect and say, oh, this is how I felt when I was a kid. Um, and often I would say 80% of the families I've worked with, there's one child who's the same as one of the parents, which I think is really interesting. Um, but there's also generally one person in the family who stands out as being completely different. They're kind of like the black sheep of the family, Myers-Briggs wise. And that's my favorite one to kind of hone in on and let the whole family know, hey, this person has very different needs. They perceive the world very differently. They function very differently than everyone else. And it helps everyone kind of come together to understand that that person needs different things. And that can be really eye-opening because I feel like a lot of us parent, either we parent the way our parents parented us or we parent the way we wish our parents had parented us. And when we're, when we do that, when we do the second one, we're thinking of ourselves and our own needs, right? Like I know what I needed when I grew up, when I was growing up. Um, but my children are very different from me personality wise and they have very different needs than I did. And so understanding and tapping into that can be really, really helpful. And I, I think in my head, I'm referring back to what you said earlier in, in this discussion, because I'm thinking about my kids, but I'm just stuck on thinking about introversion, extroversion, because I don't really understand the other ones. So I can see yeah. <laughs> how really working with somebody and going through the whole process would be beneficial. Um, because I feel like my family is split right in half, but I can't think of who that mm -hmm. one like outlier would be. So mm -hmm. that would be really interesting to find out. Yeah. In my family, it's, it's my daughter and uh, it's fun though. It's fun to kind of see the world through her eyes and understand a little more where she's coming from. And I can't wait to see her kind of grow into her adult version of herself. In what respect does knowing the personality types help with parenting? Like in my head, I'm assuming it would help with teaching, right? Because you can mm -hmm. teach in a way that they're more likely to understand. But what are some other areas, you know, that, that this is helpful? Yeah, teaching is one, is one way because um, uh, they have different study skills and needs. Uh, so understanding what they need education-wise can be really helpful, especially if you have a student that's maybe struggling in school. Um, other things are... For example, let me bring my own kids into this because I'm sure they'd love that. <laughs> uh, when we're setting boundaries and rules at home, my son uses thinking, my daughter uses feeling, um, and my son really needs to know the why of everything. And so that means I can't just give him a rule and say, this is the rule. If I expect him to follow it and honor it, he really needs to understand why. Um, especially when it comes to like respecting other people's feelings, he does not naturally understand that what he says is going to hurt his sister's feelings or his friend's feelings. But when I explain it logically, when I say, for example, um, you know, you can't use the word stupid. He says, well, why? Uh, it's a bad word. Well, why is it a bad word? Right. And so then I would explain, okay, well, uh, it, it means that someone's not smart. And if you tell someone that they're not smart, that's going to hurt their feelings. And then when I've taken him from A to B, like <laughs> through those steps, then he goes, okay, it clicks. He gets it. He can follow the rule. My daughter uses feeling. Um, she naturally understands 
other people's feelings, what's going to hurt their feelings and not. That doesn't mean that she's not going to still hurt their feelings if she's feeling angry, but (laughs) she has a more of a natural understanding for it. And so when I say, you know, that might hurt someone's feelings, she gets it right away. Um, On the other hand, she needs extra special care. She uses um, something called introverted feeling. So this is getting a little more on the complicated level, but each of these um, preferences can be used in an introverted or extroverted extroverted direction. And she uses introverted feeling. And introverted feeling users, um, when they feel conflict, they feel a loss of connection with that person. And we have to be very careful when we're correcting her to let her know, we still love you. We love you no matter what rule you've broken. Even when I'm really upset, I love you. And I have to give her constant reminders of that before I correct her, while I correct her, after I correct her, give her lots of eye contact, physical touch, um, and all that because they really feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not loved anymore if someone's upset with me. And so that's really something that's helpful to be aware of. And I've got two kids that as soon as they think they're in trouble, they cry. So I can't help but wonder if that's like similar <laughs> yeah. for them, you know, where right. and just, extra feeling users are probably, or they are the, the same, but it's, um, it's different. Instead of feeling like it's a loss of connection, extroverted feeling users feel like it's a judgment on them. Wow. So when someone is upset with them, they feel like, oh, I'm bad somehow. Um, and so reminding them that they're, they're good even if they made a bad choice, that's, they're still good at the core can be really helpful with those. Very interesting. Um, Yeah. It can also help just with, um, day-to-day like chores, understanding this child needs more specific instructions. This other child, uh, just needs, um, a boost in the beginning and then they can complete it on their own. The other child needs reminders partway through, you know, that sort of thing. And I feel like, especially for parents who have more than one child, Mm -hmm. this is all so familiar because (laughs) our kids are so different. You know, we say all the time how different our kids are. And it's so interesting that it's not that the, the, the answers could all be unlocked by understanding yeah. The, these personality types. Oh, it's really helpful. I mean, listen, it's never, parenting's never going to be easy, but <laughs> if you can unlock a few more secrets, you know, you can get a little bit closer. Well, and I definitely can see when you, t- when you're talking about like the, the disciplinary stuff or even giving directions, how, um, having a, a different personality type as your child could be slightly more challenging Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it's hard for me to understand, like, why do you need reminders every five minutes or, you know, yes. <laughs> so it's got to be a difference in that. Yeah. And even just, uh, yeah, even just understanding the why of why they're different, like the understanding the structure behind that can be really helpful. And then again, getting the tips on top of that. And I remembered what I was going to say before, which is that um, earlier I said that I'd say about 80%, there's a a child who has the same type as a parent. I have never worked with a family who has two children with the same type. Really? Yeah. So that's really interesting because everyone says my children are so different. And I think that's really true. Well, so how, 
and I've got four kids. So I'm like, how many combinations? But I guess there's, there could be a lot of combinations because there are 16, there are 16 different combinations. Yeah. Well, I had a guest on my podcast with 18 children. So I bet you. Oh, wow. Well, you got to have a repeat in there. <laughs> I, just, I bet just you. Speaking. I'm a math major. I know. <laughs> That's so interesting. Well, now I'm totally, I totally want to type out all my kids, especially because there's four of them just to see how they're similar <laughs> and how they're different. And I, yeah. I just think that that's, that's fascinating. And you could apply it, like you said, to education and to, we do a lot of, you know, as familypreneurs, encouraging them to follow their own mm-hmm. entrepreneurial dreams and aspirations, which don't necessarily look like our entrepreneurial dreams and aspirations. But right. Um, right. I, I imagine that knowing their personality types would also help with that. I think, oh my gosh, it's, I feel like it should be mandatory for teenagers to understand their Myers-Briggs personality types. If I had known what I now know about myself when I was, you know, 16, 17 and trying to choose a major for college or even whether I was going to college and what job I wanted to do. I mean, gosh, it's so hard to make that choice and to understand your natural preferences more deeply can really help a child make that choice can also help when they're younger to expose them to things that might be um, better for their personality type. And when I say better for their personality type, every type is capable of doing every job like this. This doesn't box you in just because your type is uh, more predisposed to enjoy a different career. Doesn't mean you have to do that career. Every, everyone is capable, just like everyone is capable of writing with their left hand. If you practice long enough, you'd get good at writing with your left hand. Right. But if you think about how exhausting that would be to do that all day long, um, say you broke your right hand and you had to use your left hand. Oh my gosh, your day would be so much more exhausting and frustrating. So when we choose a career that's more in line with our natural preferences, we're just giving ourselves a little bit of a leg up. We're going to choose something that's just going to make us happier inside, stress us out less. Um, and that's, I think, something that could be really helpful in understanding your children as they try and make their own career choices. Now, once you know your type and you know your kids' types, are there a ton of resources out there that will help you understand how to apply that type to different situations? Yeah. I mean, when I work with families, I provide a lot of that stuff myself. Um, You can find some of it online. I will say there's a lot less about kids than there is about adults. Um, But if you Google search, I mean, gosh, Myers-Briggs is just out there. Um, but again, it, with kids, there isn't as much. It tends to be people working in in um, business that use it the most. And so that's where you're going to find the most references to. Well, this has been super fascinating. Is there anything else that you feel like we we haven't touched or we need to talk about? Yeah. I mean, I guess just that, you know, a lot of people wonder, is this, is this really tied into reality? Um, some people will compare it to people who are non-believers in astrology, compare it to that. Um, I mean, Myers-Briggs has a hundred years of research behind it. And, um, there's some really interesting studies going on with it right now that I really nerd out on, but might be a bit much for people who aren't as into personality type. Um, but for example, there's a neuroscience professor at UCLA who is actually, taking brain scans of people. So using EEGs to measure the activity in people's neocortex. And then he's comparing that to people's Myers-Briggs personality types. And the patterns he's finding are 
just confirming what we already know about the cognitive functions, which I didn't really get into the cognitive functions, but um, that's the deeper layer of Myers-Briggs and it's telling us what we already know about them. And it's really fascinating and interesting uh, to see the work that he's doing. So uh, it's really grounded in science and evidence. And um, I think when people find their type, they usually resonate with it so deeply. Um, it's, it's a really rewarding experience. I'm definitely glad you brought the science into it. I'm, I love knowing the why behind things, like the scientific proof reasons why. Um, but I think you're right, too much deeper than that. And it would just be like, woo, neocortexes, <laughs> and I don't know. But thanks for bringing up the science piece, because mm-hmm. I think that is important, that this isn't, it's not just a quiz in your Seventeen magazine. Right. It's a scientific tool mm-hmm. to understand yourself and make better choices and yeah. decisions. Right. Now, where can our listeners learn more about you and <laughs> scheduling uh, assessment for their entire family? <laughs> yeah. So the best way to follow me, if you're just sort of interested and you know, you're know you not ready to commit to anything, is on Instagram. My, my handle is Family Personalities, and I post a lot of fun personality stuff. I post about Enneagram on there too, even though that's not necessarily my field of expertise, but I do find Enneagram very fascinating and interesting and helpful as well. Um, and then if you want to book something or just read more about what I do, my website is familypersonalities.com. Uh, you can also just email me, Sandra, S-A-N-D-R-A, at familypersonalities.com. And um, oh, I will be coming out with a podcast in the spring. My friend Emerson's going to do it with me, and she is not a personality expert, just someone who's interested. And so it's going to be very casual and fun. We're going to talk about family, parenting, personality type. Um, she's into pop culture and I know nothing about it, but we'll talk about that too. Um, and so if you go to my website, familypersonalities.com slash podcast, you can, uh, enter in your email so that we can notify you when our first episode releases. Well, that's going to be great. And that sounds like it'll be a fun podcast too, because I like the pop culture stuff. I am so excited for it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And we'll update, I can update the show notes too. So once the podcast is live, we can link to the podcast in the show notes. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to share some of this knowledge with, with me, with us. I think it is totally fascinating and I can't wait to learn a little bit more about my kids' personalities. Yeah, it was super fun. Thank you. That's it for today's episode of the Familypreneur Podcast. You will find all of the links mentioned in this week's episode and the show notes at megbrunson.com slash podcast. Until next week, I'll see you over in the Familypreneur community. Bye for now. Want to connect with other like-minded parent entrepreneurs? Join the discussions in our official Facebook group, You can find it at familypreneurcommunity.com.